ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to 11. We have Greg Dutcher joining us once again. Greg, say hello. Hello. Um, we also have Christina Knapp. Christina, say hello. Hello. Uh, what we want to do real quick, um, Greg, there's been some confusion on what we are actually doing with this podcast. Yes. Um, so mm -hmm. if you could just clarify the vision of what's going on here, what we're attempting to do. Um, and, you know, I'll just throw this out there because this has been a question that's been asked. Are we attempting to redo the sermon? Are we attempting to just straight up teach for an entire hour? Yes, this is one of these um, opportunities, Nathan, where I realize um, this is going to shock you both. I'm different than the Holy Spirit, <laughs> that the Holy Spirit is not the author no. of confusion, <laughs> I, I believe is what Paul tells us. And I... I've often wondered if one of my spiritual gifts is the ability to confuse. Um, Amen. Good friend of mine told me, "Oh, I don't doubt it's a spiritual gift. I just question which spirit." So uh, <laughs> I can I can bring confusion to people. I think I have said a few times in our church family um, that in many ways uh, this podcast is an extension of Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And while I still maintain that, I understand that could sound like, "Oh, Greg's doing a another sermon or a more concentrated sermon." See, I think. I should tell you this, Christina, the reason certain parents want that is they're looking for new ways to inflict punishment on their disobedient children. <laughs> so if I preach a second sermon, they can make their kids listen you to it. You must listen to Greg. Yes. Must. So I, th this is a huge relief for all the kids out there right now when I say this. Um, no, uh, it is an extension in the sense that on Sunday morning, there's a lot of issues we don't get to talk about. Uh, sometimes, you know, we talked several weeks ago about ISIS. Yeah. Actually got some interesting response from that one. Some, yeah. some even visceral, like, oh, I'm not so sure I agree. And we'll, we'll talk about that in, in yeah. a future podcast. Uh, but that's a very healthy thing. We, we want to promote uh, a Christian worldview. What does it mean to look at the world through biblical lenses? What does it mean to look at the world uh, through a uniquely Christian perspective? Yep. So we're going to have conversations here. Mm -hmm. S some of them, usually in each podcast, when you say Nathan, almost everyone, there's some aspect from the previous Sunday morning sermon yep. that we go a little deeper on. Yep. Or we'll talk about cultural issues, political issues, yep. uh, ethical issues that, that we're facing yep. as modern Christians. So uh, really the goal is, um, I, I kind of think of it like how cool to have a group of friends yep. that you're sitting at Starbucks with and you're talking about all of these issues uh, and how do I think about them? I'm not so sure I agree with you when you say such and such. Let's yeah. talk about why or why not. Let's look at the Word of God together. And that is uh, the same thing we're doing except there's a microphone yep. and there's no... Verona yeah. tonight, but I have brought it in on other occasions. We're waiting for Starbucks to be our first sponsor. I, I, I think that's a good idea. Yes. You need to get on that, Greg. Uh, I'm trying. We, Starbucks we, and then Chick-fil-A. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, folks at CFC that work at both places. Ah. So I want you to come through for me. Allie, Hannah, and others, come through. So... All right. So, and yeah, the idea too is is being able to, as believers, how do we live in those tensions where we have two um, strong biblical believers who look at an issue differently? And like you said, Greg, ISIS um, was kind of the main one that rubbed people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And so we have people who are very strong cr Christians, committed to the gospel, but just quite frankly disagreed with the point of view yes. um, that Dave Shive took um, sure. when he was speaking and that we took when we were speaking with him. Um, and so we want we want to see how do we live those disagreements out as brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, Nathan, we can see that because Dave Shive is often wrong. I, I think um, 
you know, he's often wrong on, on a number of issues. In fact, I'm not even sure why he's a guest, but we'll uh, <laughs> revisit that with him a few weeks from now. I think he'll yeah. be here on our April 7th podcast uh, to come mm-hmm. back, and we're, we're going to talk about that. No, Dave, you're often right, except when you disagree with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that part of it is, um, you know, you look at uh, the book of Acts, and Steve mentioned this in our uh, previous podcast, Paul yep. and Barnabas. You know, uh, Acts says they had a sharp dispute uh, over whether or not to take John Mark on the second missionary journey. I mean, sharp dispute. This isn't, you know, two brand new Christians debating who their favorite recording artist is, debating what version of the Bible they should use. You, you would think these would be settled issues. Who's qualified yeah. to take the gospel into a hostile world? Who's not qualified? And two champions of the church, Paul and Barnabas, mm-hmm. literally could not come to terms with that. Yeah. So that, you know, is healthy because I guarantee both men were talking about Scripture. Yeah. Uh, when I've taught before in a school context, I've af- uh, often asked the kids, hey, take what you think may have been the Paul side. What were some of the verses Paul may have appealed to? And you could think of, you know, he who puts his hand to the plow and looks back isn't fit for service. Mm-hmm. Uh, what might Barnabas have appealed to? He, he might have played the grace side of things a little bit more. Come on, Paul, give the boy another chance. He's growing. I see evidence of grace. They're both making valid points. Yeah, I'm not saying they're both right. Right. I'm saying the discussion is worth it. Yeah. And sometimes we're going to have that on this podcast, and I think it'll make it a little interesting. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today what we want to do is um, I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of controversy. Um, Christine Knapp is a missionary um, that CFC um, helps sponsor when she is overseas. Um, Greg, I'm going to turn this section over to you just to give a little bit of information about um, Christina since you've had the longer relationship mm-hmm. um, with her in, in the church. And um, actually her father, Steve, um, was the pastor of um, the church um, before it was CFC, and so yes. just kind of give a little background and history, um, and then we wanted we do want to turn the majority of time over to Christina to um, regale us with uh, all of her great stories. Absolutely, so. absolutely, <laughs> Christina. Finally, I, I do want you to know honorable distinctions. You are the first woman ever on this podcast, well, yes. and the fact that you haven't walked out on us yet <laughs> is miraculous. Because Nathan and I have a you know very very offensive posture and we find not just women people in general don't want to be around us so that's awesome thank you for hanging in um uh, let's see uh i met uh your father many many years ago you Mm -hmm. were probably just actually a little kid i think at that time because my in-laws uh went here for a period when i say here the building where we're doing this podcast in which is now where christ fellowship is meeting was uh occupied by grace bible church Mm -hmm. uh the church you grew up in christina Mm -hmm. and literally lived 100 yards away, 50 yards away, in what was the parsonage. We now call the West Wing, and it's our offices and Sunday school classes. Um, so I met Steve a few times. L- really, really like Steve. Steve is one of these guys. He reminds me, and you can tell him I said this, okay. Christina, of a Spurgeon. Because oh, yeah. Spurgeon, and he would say, no, no, are you kidding me? Don't don't give me such a kind. He's a very humble man. Um, Steve, very much a self-taught man. Mm-hmm. Um, because am I right? He did not go to seminary, nope. per se. Not at all. But I, I talk to pastors, Christina, who, and, and I, don't, I don't mean this in, in, in a pejorative way, and if, if it sounds like that, I, I'm really sorry about that, although I'm not naming any, um, <laughs> who have been to seminary, been to Bible college, and maybe they just didn't realize what a wonderful opportunity it was to really go deep and study. Maybe it just wasn't their passion. They're not wired to be academicians. You know, there could be a hundred reasons. But your father, uh, I remember talking to him, I thought, wow, this is an extremely well-read uh, deeply biblical, gospel-centered, thoughtful man. Um, he and his wife, uh, Debbie, have four daughters. Christina, you said you're number... Number two. Number two. 
Uh, so we're going to talk about the uh, birthright issues of a second <laughs> child. I'm sure there's some stories there. But um, so I uh, met your mom and dad several times. Uh, it was very exciting to invite your dad back to preach here. That was probably in 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. shortly after we moved in. And um, obviously the folks that were here when it was Grace Bible loved him. Some of those are still here, which is, is a tremendous honor uh, that they would stay. Uh, and a lot of our folks that were newer to CFC loved him. Uh, it was a few weeks later. This is what I was going to tell mm-hmm. you. I was preaching. There was a sweet lady in the back who I could tell was smiling the whole time. She seemed to be liking some of the things I was saying. Afterwards, she came up to me and uh, she said, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. You are such a precious man. Thank you for opening the word. Of course, I'm panicked because I'm thinking, okay, this is a woman I've met. I have no idea what her name is. So I, I do the pastoral lie thing, you know. Yeah, where smile I'm like, and nod. Oh, yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> it is a blessing to see you. And, you know, I have no idea who she is. And then she asked me, uh, how are your four girls doing? And uh, I thought, okay, I'm pretty sure I have two. Um, <laughs> I've got two boys. I do have four. So she got that. Or maybe she was confused. And I just, oh, my children are doing great. And, and as she talked more and more, I realized she thinks I'm somebody else. And I, I went for it at one point. She said something. She might have said your name, Christina, oh, your sister, Jody. One of them, yeah. Somebody said, oh, you know what? I think you're thinking of Steve Knapp. And she goes, well, you are Steve Knapp. And I said, <laughs> uh, no, no. I don't know if she, she probably thought this was still Grace. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, she hadn't seen him in some time. And I said, I'm actually not Steve Knapp. I'm Greg Dutcher. And, you know, but that's uh, a real compliment. And I kid you mm. not, she said to me, well, it is a compliment because he's extremely good looking. Um, <laughs> so I'm telling I, my mom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, several people have commented on that, that we look a, a little bit alike. I don't know if you see that, Christina. Tall, bald, and facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I know, Christina, that's short for dark and handsome. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's what you meant to, meant to communicate. But it was so strange. And I don't know if I've ever told your dad that story. I've wanted to tell him that. So, Steve, oh, yeah. if you're listening to your wonderful daughter on this podcast, you've heard that story. Um, and uh, I realized she thought we were saying, can I ask how old is your dad? Roughly. 59. He's 59. Okay, I was like, I had to do quick math. <laughs> yes, he's 59. I'm 44. And she thought we were the same person. So I'm not going to comment that, That's either he a does, great compliment for him. Or... Yes, yes. Oh, but you also said say something about Christina. Did we say, Christina, you're serving in the Philippines mm-hmm. uh, with New Tribes Mission. New Tribes Mission. Uh, what year did you get there? 2006. It was 2006. Man, if I knew there was hard questions. Uh, <laughs> you have to think back. So, wow, nine years. Um, and, uh, you know, this uh, was one of the uh, folks that Grace backed, was backing, and uh, we really wanted to continue that and, mm-hmm. and knew her family, uh, have now heard of her heart. Uh, she was here uh, yesterday, did a wonderful job. So we can't wait to talk to you tonight, Christina. Oh, excited to be here. Good. So, Christine, just uh, give us a little background on why you would want to be a missionary. What what was that process like for you? Um, you know, people out there thinking about joining the mission field. Um, and then, particularly, why a third world country like the Philippines? <laughs> like, why on earth would you go, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Honolulu, we understand. Right. Yeah. 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 People need the gospel Su- Suffering there. for Definitely. Jesus in Fiji? Suffering. Okay. Yes. But. Yes. Well, there's this area of the Philippines called Boracay. I think I should be called called to go there. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. It's like the vacation capital oh, for the nice. rich people. Boracay. Yeah, 
So, so this is for any new tribes people out there. You know, you can start plugging Christina in that direction. Yes. <laughs> if only. Yeah. <laughs> Christina, I'll, I'll tell you what. We'll consider backing you to send you that. I feel like there needs to be a pastoral expedition. Definitely. I, I think we need to do another podcast there. Yeah. Yes. I, <laughs> I'm going to talk to our trustees tomorrow. That's right. I can already tell you their answer. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. Um, background. Hmm. Uh I guess I didn't really have this huge, like, light-in-the-sky call. Mm-hmm. Um, back when it was Grace, we used to have this map on the side of the wall and it had pictures of all of our missionaries and the people they work with around it. And being the good pastor's daughter that I am, I was daydreaming during Dad's sermon. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you heard it during the week, so, like, you know, you'll hear it again. It, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Um, but anyway, so I was looking at the map, and I was just thinking, like, there's all these missionaries, but there's so many more people. And just quite simply, the missionaries needed help. Mm-hmm. And there's sort of like this voice was like, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I think sarcasm is a fruit of the Spirit. Yes. Or like, yeah. Yes. I or think that gift. may have been the Holy Spirit's voice. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Dad and I so argue sure. about this. Make sarcasm. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit. He's like, no, no. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, so from there, I was like, well, Dad, uh, I think I feel God's calling me to be a missionary. And he goes, praise God. He goes, wait, how far away? <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course, you know, good dad. Um, and we just ordered the Sunday school material, the uh, chronological teaching from New Tribes. And in it, they put a little pamphlet about New Tribes Bible Institute. And their tagline was, where we train missionaries. And I was like, well, this is perfect. Because I had no idea how to go from sitting in the pew to being a missionary. Like, what was the process? Like, what do you even do? So I went to New Tribes Bible Institute, went through their two years. And then from there, I was like, well, this seems to be a good mission. Uh, they've got a full training program. So I went on for year three and four. In year three, my teacher was a missionary from the Philippines. And he'd been there for like 35 years, him and his family. And then our Sunday school teacher at the church I was going to, he'd also been a missionary in the Philippines. So all their stories was Philippines. <laughs> you know, And it was incredible to me, the, just the potential of people. The, in the one village, it was the Kalanuya people. This little girl that used to be this snot-nosed, illiterate girl who looked at Nat Geo pictures on their front porch now has her Ph.D. and is translating the Old Testament from her native language. Wow. Like from Greek into her native language. Yeah. And it's just, it's fourth-generation church there. It just, to me, that was just incredible how God worked through them. It was this family and one other family, and they were there. They still go back and forth every year, you know. Oh, wow. Wow. And so... That was that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so w- you you're now uh, so you've been with New Tribe since 2006, correct? That's right. Yeah, that's when I that's flew to went. the Philippines. My okay. first mission trip. And so you had you've been in um, this is your third position with New Tribes, correct? You were in the village mm-hmm. um, initially. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Mm, wild and crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my partners and I, we, we moved up to this like itty bitty podunk wild west town and we used that as our base as we built our houses because there's no Lowe's and no Home Depot. Yeah, right. <laughs> How do you survive? Is, is there a Starbucks? In the Philippines, yes. Oh, good. Lot, a lot of them in Manila. But okay. But then not so much outside of Manila. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what we do is we drive like two hours and then we'd hike for like two hours like through the mud and whatnot and 
live in a tribal hut and we would have these guys chainsaw these trees down and they would use the chainsaw to like plane them into slabs of wood and we built our houses. Um, and then eventually we were able to move into my house. It was this 20 by 25 foot house. Mm-hmm. It was myself and my partners, the Talbots, and they had five children and homeschool wow. teacher. Wow. And, and we're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> we are still friends. Can you believe it? No. Wow. That's <laughs> um, amazing. And so then we got started on their house. And fortunately, we made theirs a little bit bigger to accommodate the children. There's now seven children. So. Wow. Um, so living in there, I was in the middle of the village. I did language study like 10, 11 hours a day, trying to cram this language into my brain. I'd do some medical work with the people. Um, and that really was the focus of my ministry because you really can't teach until you can speak. Yes. Yeah. Really. Okay. So. So what is it? So you said you were doing medical work. What is it that you did to prepare for that here in the states? Uh, well, in the training, we did have a medical course, okay. dentistry, and like a nurse came through and did some teaching. And then when I was doing the national language study in Manila, I spent three or four months with an American doctor, and he taught us some more like stuff that's more specific to the Philippines, all the nasty stuff, and, <laughs> and like oh, burn victims because there's lots of burns. So stuff like that. Now, now, why is that? Why, what, what makes there lots of burn victims over there? Uh, everybody cooks over their fires, and wow. you have little two-year-olds who use their dad's machetes, so they cut themselves, and they they grab the pots of boiling water or whatever it is. And okay, so so um, now obviously um, medical attention isn't quite the same <laughs> over there as it is here. Describe some of those experiences for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it all depends on where you're at. Like, if you're in Manila, you can actually get really good care. Like, mm-hmm. there are some really good hospitals. If you're in a provincial town, you're kind of, like, guessing. Yeah. <laughs> you're hoping. Like, it could be good. It could be terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, in the village, there is nothing. People have the, like, there's a midwife that will come through and kind of do well baby checkups and do some vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, people have to hike out. Mm-hmm. They'll have to hike out to go to the provincial hospital. And they're like, oh, this is the best of the best. And you're going, I wouldn't put my dog there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Wow. wow. So. so with the provincial hospitals, um, do they actually have doctors and nurses staff there? Mm-hmm. You have okay. doctors and nurses staff there. You, what's kind of funny, we flew, well, it's not funny at all. Um, <laughs> we flew one of our friends out, uh, this uh, lady from the village who was miscarrying so we got the helicopter in we flew her out to the hospital you need a kasama with you in the hospital kasama means a uh, companion there's no like nurse call buttons you are the gopher as the kasama um, the, they'll come in they'll say oh you need this this and this for the surgery well you go to the pharmacy and you buy it oh you need this this and this medicine mm-hmm. you go to the pharmacy and get it um, yeah Okay. So it's, it's run a little bit different. It's yeah. just different. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Christina, I have to ask, um, we were having an entertaining discussion. Yes. <laughs> yes, we at, were. At, at dinner before our podcast tonight. Yes. Um, no, it was at dinner. And, yes, I know. That's, why does it always have to dinner? <laughs> yes, like, I've got this disgusting thing. We were having this conversation at dinner. We were just sharing some stories. And, of course, I asked. For some reason, I'm always fixated on this, which mm. is, is probably, you know, says a lot about me. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask about some of the uh, potential GI issues that are common mm. in uh, less, uh, 
you know, less uh, sophisticated places, for lack of a better word. And um, you said that every year, uh, all the missionaries in the Philippines, uh, or is that new tribes alone? New, or just New tribes, just new tribes. New tribes. Uh, we'll gather for a conference, mm-hmm. which sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. And you said it's an intense week. It's crazy. It's just nonstop. And uh, I typically think of conferences where they give, hey, I, I want to give uh, 10 points on how to build a healthier church. I want to give oh, uh, five yeah. points of this. And, and you heard one where they want to give you 42 points about something. And I was just curious what that was. 42 ways of getting fecal matter in your mouth. Yes, they. <laughs> how come nobody's writing that book, Nathan? I know, yeah. right? Christian publishing. <laughs> um yeah, that was uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So literally, I mean, you've got a, a medical. I assume this is a doctor or a medical mm-hmm. professional. Of some yeah, it, was, sense. it was American doctor. Yep. That's basically saying this is this is a very real possibility mm-hmm. here. Fecal matter. Yeah, I, I can only remember one. I saw. I think of like this blackout of the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> um, here's one. Uh, you wash your clothes in the river. Because, you know, you're in the village, you wash your clothes in the river. Well, upstream, somebody is pooing in the river. Yes. And so you wash your clothes and you wash your dish towels in that oh, river. wow. And then you go home and you dry your dishes with that dish towel, even though it hung on the line and the sun baked it. Yes. You know, still. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we, we did ask you, Christine, and you said there were two occasions where you were very ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, been hospitalized twice, yeah. And the one time you were hospitalized, was that in a provincial hospital? Mm-hmm. And the other one was in a capital city hospital. And Way. night and day difference. Totally different. Wow. First one tried to kill me. Second one actually helped me. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, so, now, so is your sense then, and I think you had mentioned this, that the folks in the remoter regions, is it that they're unaware of the... Just light your jump, or they just can't afford it. Can't afford it. Can't get to it. Mm-hmm. Don't have access to it. Yeah. Are some of them aware of how good it is? How superior it is? It's just something out of their reach. It's out of their reach. Well, um, now that we have the helicopter, like it doesn't help just to bring our coffee to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and all of our food that we want. Uh, a lot of times we do medical flights. Like my friend, she uh, she was miscarrying, so we flew her out because there's no way she could have gotten on the back of a motorcycle or a carabao for like four hours. Wasn't going to happen. So we flew her out. And we put, we put her in the nice hospital, the one I was in, and got her medical help. And we just paid for it ourselves because this was a life or death. She needed the help. And yeah. now that we're there, we're able to provide that. When we weren't there, they would have just carried her out to the provincial hospital. Well, and, and who knows? Right. Now, there are programs available to what they call the indigenous people. Okay. But the amount of hoops that they have to jump through, and a lot of them, their language ability in the, tr- in the national language is so poor they get very confused, um, and they get treated like dirt. Hmm. So odds are stacked against them. Wow. So, so tell us about the, the distance. Um, you know, somebody in the village, they get, you know, hurt, so they're going to the provincial hospital. Mm-hmm. Even if they go to the provincial hospital, what, what does that look like for them? I mean, you're, you're seriously injured. Right. You're, you know, bleeding or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. I mean, right. what is, before the helicopter was there, what would it look like time-wise to, mm-hmm. to get there? Well, the village I was in was very fortunate. We were considered the closest. We were mm. like the least remote, so it was really nice. They hiked for two hours, and they took an hour-long Jeep, mountain Jeep, and they were able to get to a hospital. Wow. So still three hours away before Before, before you get, like, anything. Yeah. Anything. But we literally are the closest to town of all the tribes that I know of. Oh, wow. In our place. And so then what does it look like to get to one of the better hospitals in Manila? Oh, to Manila... That'd be like a, oh, you'd have to go up to a more northern town to try and catch a bus to go further south. 
it's like 12 hours wow but the 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 good one in in uh up north it's, it was a capital of the of the province that was a good one okay, okay. Yeah. yeah and and how how far set away is that um add three more hours on that mountain jeep okay mm. So, so either way, I mean, you know, we, we, we look at, you know, sometimes I remember out of college, it took us 45 minutes to get to the nearest mm-hmm. clinic. And I thought that was you know, right. ridiculously long. Well, with the helicopter now, which is such a blessing, um, 20 minutes from the good hospital town to the village. Oh, wow. So, wow. yeah, it is a huge difference. Amazing. Wow. Huge difference. Wow. Yeah. I just uh, two days ago, our daughter had a little foot injury mm-hmm. in a volleyball game she was playing. And uh, you know I'm 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 very apt to complain. Well, it's been ten minutes and we haven't been waited on. <laughs> mm-hmm. it literally took us I think three minutes to get to the patient first or where yeah I think it was patient first. Mm-hmm. About three minutes to get there. Yeah. Ten minutes to be seen. Fifteen minutes until she had everything she needed. And we got out and I thought it was a long wait. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's helpful. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. helpful. Puts things in perspective. Contrast yeah, of perspective. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you you may have mentioned this, um, you were in our church here yesterday, it was mm-hmm. a, a great blessing to uh, to our people, um, and I've always wanted more people to learn about sort of the new tribe's approach mm-hmm. in sharing Christ is, is a rather unique approach that mm-hmm. they have uh, um, employed, and, and talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, first of all, new tribes, new tribes' total like main objective is different than the norm. Um, we go where... People don't have access to the gospel. Yes. There's no Bible. There's no church. We go to the least reach. That's our entire point. If people have access to the gospel, we're kind of not interested. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> we're like, you, you got it. You can, you're fine. Right. Sure. Like, you chose to say no. We're right. going to the people who have no choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so basically, we go, we go, we move in, we learn the language because how are they supposed to hear and understand? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. pretty pretty clear to us. Like, got to speak the same language. Uh, we learn their language. We learn, learn, learn their culture. And then when we teach, we don't show them the Jesus video, which I'm not knocking the Jesus video. It's done wonderful things. Mm-hmm. But when you're moving into a group that has never heard of God or Jesus, has no idea about any of that, you need to start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so that's where New Tribe starts. We call it the Quran, um, not the Quran. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are like, you're teaching people the yeah. Quran. What's wrong with you? Yes. For anybody that's uh, considering supporting Christina, <laughs> she did not say the Quran. I want to be clear on that. Yeah, the chronological teaching. And so we can't say all that all the time. We just shorten it. Yes. You know, and so we just start a creation and we go from creation to Christ and we show like the promises God made, um, Israel's role in everything. And then when, when Jesus is finally introduced, most people are like, this must be the guy. Wow. This must be the one that they're talking yeah. about, you know. Yeah. So so you really concentrate on what, I mean, uh, the terms we can use, I think of the redemptive story mm-hmm. so that there is a story with a beginning. Um, and Jesus comes into that story. Uh, he fulfilled everything. As the hero. So you've actually, I mean, have you witnessed that where you've seen people sort of light up uh, in the sense of, oh, this is the... This is... Uh, not myself yes, personally. Yes. No. I hope I could. But no. <laughs> no that's, love those honest answers. Yeah. Thank like, you. have you guys ever seen the Etow video put out by New Tribes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, all of us have this like secret, deep, hidden desire That'll be our story. <laughs> okay. Like, like they'll throw you up in the air and shout. I was going to say, is, 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 yeah, like that's when everybody's little, jumping up and oh, down. It's our total little dream, daydream world. And the reality is usually a lot not so cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, what 
what are you working with religiously over there with the people? Mm -hmm. I mean, is there, is there a sense of, yeah, there is a creator, there is something going on Mm -hmm. um, out bigger than themselves. What is their religious background? Uh, Typically in the villages, it's a lot of spirit worship. Mm -hmm. Um, Tons of things to be afraid of, really. Uh, You name it, people are afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Um, The tribal house we lived in, people are like, aren't you afraid to live there? Somebody died there. And we're like, that's why the rent's so cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Sold. Works for me. (laughs) Um, Spirit worship, animist, where they just kind of mix synchronism. I don't know if you guys heard that term, where they just kind of take pieces of different religions Mm -hmm. and just add it to their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll see somebody with a rosary. Hmm. They'll have a Bible that's in a language they can't read, but they think the words are good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so they'll say it with the rosary, with burning some leaves, praying to the spirit. Okay. And they're like, this is what we do. Like, <laughs> so, wow. so um, part of part of going in and teaching them the Chronicle story, how do you um, combat some of those things? Because I'm assuming while you're there, you know, it's there are these many emergencies that come up with them in, in their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how do you approach someone who's got the spiritual emergency and, you know, they come to you for help and you have a completely different faith. Mm-hmm. How do you approach that and work with them? Um, in the village language, I never got to the level where I could get that deep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, I could handle day-to-day conversations, mm-hmm. um, some emotions like my language helper, her and her husband were fighting. And I was able to talk through that. Mm-hmm. But when they started talking deeper than that, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I couldn't get that deep. I, it, I didn't understand what she was saying. <laughs> it, just, yeah. it was too deep. Yeah. So you, you started off in the village. And what, mm-hmm. was your, what was your next position that you went to with um, New Tribes? New Tribes. Yeah, my partners were away having a baby, so I couldn't be in there by myself. And leadership needed help out in the town in a support role. So I went and I was the supply buyer, the guest house manager, and the bookkeeper. So, um, so basically, the missionaries, because obviously it's not just my village. Like, mm-hmm. there's other villages mm-hmm. with other missionaries. Um, so they would email me with their grocery list, their medical list, their hardware list, and I'd go out to town buy all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd buy it, I'd pack it up, weigh it up, stick it on the helicopter, and send it out. Mm-hmm. And then I'd charge them all. And then if missionaries need to come out or there was sickness or flying a patient out, they could stay at the guest house. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd make sure that was ready, get whatever they needed, mm-hmm. like a mini hostel okay. type thing. Nice. So how did, your, how did your ministry shift at that point then? Because I'm assuming going into the village, mm-hmm. you were in with the people all the time mm-hmm. and you were, I mean, Way it was just, much. yeah, <laughs> you know, you were just, you were living among them. So moving out now where, where you're more of a support role mm-hmm. for those out in the villages, how did that change? And, and for you, did you consider that a better role or was it, um, did you want to go back with the people? What mm-hmm. did that look like for you? Yeah, I definitely want to go back to the tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the bugs and the snakes and like the living a little bit rougher, that stuff didn't bother me. Um, but it was way more stressful in the tribe, a mm-hmm. lot more stressful. Um, in in the tribe, I would work with, with uh, in the tribe it would be three languages. My partners were Canadian, so English, you know. That's can- mostly. English, mostly. Yeah, mostly, sure. A. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. I'm sorry, Talbot. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Tagalog. So the, I would speak Tagalog so I could learn the tribal language, Gatdang. Um, but out in town, I could speak English and Tagalog only. And no, 
And oh, okay. it, you know, uh, because we had workers on, on the base with us, and I spent a lot of time with them, or in the shops with the Filipinos. So it would be English and Tagalog. A lot more. And so Tagalog is the, the national language? Mm-hmm. It's the national okay. language, yeah. Very cool. And so now you've transitioned once again to mm-hmm. a third role. And so describe what you're going to be doing um, in that role. Uh, I'll be working in the office. with. I'll be the um, finance officer. Sounds so important. The CFO <laughs> of New Tribes. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah it'd be me and this other guy. Um, yeah, all the, sen- all the sending countries, they'll be setting the support for their missionaries. And we have to deal with all those financial transactions and change them to the currency at the best rate on the best day. Um, get those monies out to people, report all the monies back, um, pay all those bills, like the insurance on the helicopter and the house. It just, yeah, finance stuff. Neat, <laughs> neat. And so, um, Manila, you were telling us about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when You're going to be back there in about two and a half weeks. Yep, two and a half weeks. And you're going to be heading into the hot season. Yes, yes. They're just now like starting to get into their hot seasons, so the hottest months of the year. Yes. And right now it's about what? 90. And that's not the hot season. No. So the hot season is... Still more to come. <laughs> hot season is... 90 is just a little preview of coming attractions. But I, I was fortunate because up... I mean, not fortunate. Like, up north was about the same as Manila. Because, mm-hmm. like, different locations. If you're up in the mountains, you're like, oh, you're living high because the mountains, it's cooler. So, right. fortunately, Manila won't be too much of a shock compared to how I was before. It should be about the same. But okay. compared to here and now where... It's 35 or whatever it's supposed to be. <laughs> yes. Big shock. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Christina, I've wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I appreciate your your openness. You've said we can ask you anything. Yep, nothing so, sacred. Good. We'd like to ask you uh, about some of your father's darkest sins. Oh, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to really get into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to make him nervous if he's listening. In. No, I. Uh, the poor guy would probably get nervous and he's got like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> on your sermon say. yesterday where he's yeah. like, I don't think I pray enough. That would be my father. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen I was going to say. I think I've seen him mad like twice in my life. Yeah. Steve is one of the most mild tempered men I've ever met. It's, he's it's, got four daughters. He has to be. Yes. Yes. It, it's hard to picture him having any dirt. But uh, you are a um, uh, single woman, and mm-hmm. you've been there for uh, some time now. Mm-hmm. The majority of people that you mentioned, uh, just sort of naturally, even in this podcast, are married. Mm-hmm. Um, how many other single people have you interacted with over there that, that are working for New Tribes? Working for New Tribes. About a dozen, maybe. Okay, good, good. So you've, um, let me just ask you that. Mm-hmm. What is that like, to, to the, you know, the extent you're comfortable telling us? Mm-hmm. The ups and downs, the blessing and curses of being a single woman, <laughs> mm-hmm. far, far away from home, where you grew up, on the field, having a variety of you know variety of experiences that most of us really can't even imagine. Right? Yeah, it is. It's a blessing and a curse. Like it's double edged sword. The very thing that makes you like, oh, thank you, Lord, that I'm single and I can do this. Then you're like, oh my goodness, I'm single. I got to do this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, oh no, you know, like yeah. uh, people are like, oh, you're single. You have all the time in the world. You're like. But I got to do the man job and the woman job. Yes. Like I got to do my taxes and take out the trash because nobody's going to do those things for me. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, they, like within within mission culture, a lot of people are like, oh, the singles. Oh, those singles, they just go hang out by themselves. And like, I'm not going to be friends with you just because you're single. Like, right, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got my own friends. Right. And like we're friends because we have the same things in common. Sure. You yeah. know. Um, but I, I got to say, I've been very blessed. I've got some really, really good friends who value my opinion, and they're not like, oh, you're just the single chick. You know, yes. like, yeah. oh, you wouldn't know anything about children. You don't know anything about marriage, you know, like, I mean, obviously I'm not an expert, 
But they say you can like write the book on marriage and childcare before you have the children. Yes, that's the time to do it. <laughs> that's the time because obviously I know it all. And then yeah. if I ever get married and have children, I'll, I'll have like know nothing. Yeah. Right. There, there, there's I, I've quoted this. I can't remember the guy's name. It's a British duke or something that says you know before I had kids, uh, he said I had uh, I had uh, six theories and no children. Now I have six children and no, no theories. theories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's uh, there's something about that. But that's not really entirely true in your case, Christina, because. You obviously you lived with uh, the family with five children initially that now has seven. Mm-hmm. How long did you live with them? Well, it was like we'd go in for two weeks and live together. Then we'd yep. come out to town and they lived in the floor below me. Okay, so does that still count as living with them? I'm I'd, not sure. Uh, it, it's close enough for close me. Enough. I would say with five kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With there are five kids that nearby. Kids, yeah. So I mean the uh, ebb and flow of uh, a yeah. married domestic life. Obviously, not just growing up in a pastor's home with a, mm-hmm. a large family, but being on the mission field. Th- this is something that you've seen. Yeah, you you are closer with your partners and with the other missionaries than you are with most of the people in the states. Yeah, you go mm-hmm. through so much more. Yeah, it's like you're the only two English speaking people in a hundred miles. Wow. Yeah. Like when you're having a bad day, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and, yes. and the whole point is you're going in and learning this new language together, mm-hmm. correct? Oh yeah, yeah. So sometimes Shan and I would walk around the village and we're like, oh my goodness, I'm just so overwhelmed and la la la. And we just kind of walk around and talk with each other and we're like, oh, okay, I feel better. Are you ready to go to the birthday party? Yeah, but bring Eli so he can eat the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like sometimes, you know, as you know, food can be questionable, but the yes. oldest son was awesome. He'd wow. eat anything. Wow. <laughs> so we're like, I really don't like this. Eli, Eli, come eat this. <laughs> <laughs> I need that kid when I go to like a buffet. I know. Right? Oh, yeah. They kind of test out, you oh, know, the things I want to try. Oh, the kid was great. I, was, I don't like, she didn't teach it to him or anything. That's just the way he was. So wow. Was like, wow, that's neat. And um, so, you know, during this time and you've had these, you know, like you said, ups and downs. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking of things we might take for granted. I mean, I remember hearing when you were sick one of those times in, mm-hmm. in the early years you were there. And uh, somebody mentioned that was praying for you here mm. that just think about this. Christina does not have a husband next to her yeah, taking nobody, care of her. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were people that were loving you and trying to serve you. But, I mean, you're going through that. Uh, your parents, I'm sure, their hearts yeah, are breaking because yeah. they want to be with their baby girl, of course. Um, by the way, who are all these deadbeats, Nathan, in the Philippines? These deadbeat guys <laughs> that are not asking this young lady I know, out, right? What a bunch well, of losers! I have been asked out. Okay, okay, so good. So you've got standards. You've got standards. And saying no. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good. Like, okay. When it's like Uncle Fester. You're yeah. Like, uh, not feeling it, people. Yeah, yeah. You're like, check back with me in a decade. We'll yeah. see. You know how how things are. You're well, like, no, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's. Yeah. Uh, that's good to hear. But I mean, those are things that I remember when somebody said that here, I think, boy, the things you don't think of. Yeah. One of the things you said to me yesterday is, um, you know, that you urge people not to make superheroes out of missionaries. Yeah, please don't. It's very lonely to being put on a pedestal. Yes. It really sucks. Yes. (laughs) You can say it here. You can say it. You don't even have to say sucks eggs. You can just say sucks. Oh, man, now support. (laughs) Normally, at the end, we have to edit out half of the things that Nathan says. I feel feel better now. (laughs) Which would be another example. Missionaries are totally normal. We say sucks. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, yeah. We don't. It's a lot of pressure. And some of it's perceived pressure. Like, people look up to you as like this great spiritual giant or like this oh you went single so you must never have a fear you must never be lonely or mm. i don't know what else they think mm. but i'm like i'm as normal as you are like yes. i'm as average as apple pie like 
you know, I'm Joe Schmo here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or Jane Schmo. <laughs> Jane Doe. Yeah, Jane yeah, Schmo. Jane Schmo. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah, when you're really, really sick and you're at really low times, mm-hmm. you're like, you know, this really sucks that you're by yourself. Sure. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, that's when you have these good friends who stepped up mm-hmm. and they're doing things for you that you wouldn't ask. You couldn't ask anybody to do. Oh, I have bodily fluids all over this piece of clothing. Would you please clean it with yeah. your hands <laughs> in a sink? Yes. You know, um, or your partner's kids coming to you at two in the morning. I tell I pooped my pants. Oh. <laughs> you're like, oh. You know, like. Yo, why, why does that always happen at two in the morning, it's by the way? It's two in the morning. Never three o'clock in the afternoon. It's two a.m. It's normal time. Like, no, go to your parents. They're in another building. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what sort of things there? I mean, because well, that's one of the things that we've seen about you, Christina. We love that you're you're just a down to earth person, mm-hmm. and I love that you say, "Please don't elevate me." I mean, right, I do yeah, think people. Please. I will say, myself included, say, "Wow." I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hide that. I think you've said the same, Nathan. Yeah. You are doing something that's very inspiring to us. I don't say mm-hmm. that to put you on a pedestal, just to yeah. just to encourage you that it really, really uh, brings home to us a sense of wow. Like that's why I mentioned the patient mm-hmm. first thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, hearing those stories help. Yeah, help absolutely. clarify. You know what a weenie I am sometimes, right. and and just what a whiner I am. Um, but being just such a down to earth person, what do you do over there to just unwind? Like, what are your hobbies? How do you hang and relax hang after and a relax. day? I read a lot. Okay, I read mm-hmm. a lot. Um, when I was in the second role, the second job, the pilot's wife and I would go uh, jogging in the evening, which is like obviously not going to go like during the day right like, yeah. right <laughs> yeah. this is what heat stroke looks like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um the workers would go home at four because our work day basically is 7 a.m to four you start early it's hot mm-hmm. you're up the roosters are up so you're up wow <laughs> <laughs> um so about four o'clock everybody would go home i'd throw the dogs in the back of the truck we drive over to this place right outside of town go jogging over the hills as the sun sets and we just talk about our day Neat. and that was the best stress reliever ever. I don't know whether it was the physical the physical jogging or just talking it out with your friend or just the beautiful scenery or all three put together. Um, Neat. But yeah. it's very cool. It was very good. What uh, what kind of things do you like to read? Murder mysteries. Oh, yeah, neat, my neat. sister's all like, this okay. is like a sign of mental illness. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, um, yeah, just mysteries, fictions. Uh, Sue Grafton stuff, do you like her? I've that never was... read her. Okay. Yeah. She, she's written all the A is for alibi. Oh, B is yeah, for yeah, okay. Yeah. Series of murder mysteries. I remember my mother uh, enjoyed her a lot. Patricia Cornwell, you ever read her stuff? Actually, I've never read her either. Okay. Like Dick Francis? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, stuff like that. And I'm yep. like... I'm a believer and I read non-Christian. Is this okay? Yes. <laughs> it sounds like something we might talk about on this podcast. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, because sometimes that is. People are like, oh, Christians shouldn't, you know. and uh, Right. Because yeah. even on the field, we have a wide variety of standards within the uh, missionaries. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some dear ladies who are very, very conservative, mm-hmm. and you got some others that got saved not too long before they came to the field. Right. Okay. You know, yeah. You know, or just from different cultures where things are just different different upbringing so it's yeah neat so just um just so people can get a real sense because i remember um i had um when i was very young i had a similar thought about missionaries you know Mm -hmm. they're just they're up here um i've been a missionary um at different points Mm -hmm. um overseas so that kind of knocked down but then (laughs) you're like oh one of the yeah yeah if i could do it yeah if i could do it it. (laughs) the bar was really dropped um but then also um my uh my wife's family uh her father's and mother are missionaries and um 
uh, meeting him, he's just he's a died in the wool Red Sox fan. When mm-hmm. they were in Ethiopia, he actually got a satellite so he could watch the World Series over there. So it's very you know, sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he, he grew up, he grew up in Massachusetts. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we'll give him a pass. Once. Okay. Um, so just some of the things that you enjoy doing, like here when you're in the states. I mean, mm-hmm. do you watch TV shows? What are your favorite TV shows to watch? Catch yeah. up on? Yeah. Yeah. Well. We, uh, <laughs> Um, there's a lot of pirated DVDs <laughs> 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 and pirate websites. Sure. Yes, yes. Um, my friends are like, hey, if you do go to this site, it gives you like a fake IP address. You can get Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like oh, we we sit there and we'll pass all these DVDs around. Do you have NCIS season five? I need season five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we watch it on the web. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as we get more and more access to internet, like depending on where we are on the sure. internet, um, or people come out to town and they'll download all of their latest shows that they want to watch. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know, and at the end nice. of the day, you just need to shut off your brain, cramming language or doing translation. Oh or my goodness, dealing with different things. You need a way to check out. Like sure. in the village, I wasn't. I didn't run. Like I yeah. joined the running craze or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't have. Like, where are you going to go? And people were like, "What is she doing? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. The white chick is weird." <laughs> 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 you know. And that's what I do. I'd like. I'd have my generator on at night. And I'd sit there and watch some like NCIS or Bones or whatnot. And. Nice. Uh, hide from everybody yeah, for about 45 sure. minutes yeah That's i would great. imagine well it's such physical and mental exertion Christina, yeah that yeah that just doing. break your brain but Absolutely. i'll never get alzheimer's apparently Bru- yeah <laughs> you know they say like learning language and those type things you yes. know Sudoku and you know greg that means we're screwed i know <laughs> <laughs> the doomed. The doomed. <laughs> yeah we might be up a creek on that one brother um does does binge watching Breaking Bad does that help the brain? House of Cards. Yeah, does, when you when you watch a Netflix show for twenty seven hours straight in the weekend and deprive yourself of sleep, is that is that not healthy for the brain? Yeah, we're going to have to do another topic on that, Christine. We're, we're going to bring you back. Just next time you're back in the States, we'll put you through those, you know, sort of deprivation experiments. You can tell us if they help like, you or not. Start twitching. Yeah. Um, so just a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been so great. Enjoyed yes. it so much. Um, what is it that you would, um, two pieces of advice mm-hmm. that you would give to somebody wanting to go into the mission field? Aside from, don't do it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> No, oh my goodness, we like we need warm bodies. Like we need all the people we can get. Mm-hmm. Honestly, honest to goodness, like we need people in the tribe. We need people in support. Like, so I would definitely not say anything to deter people. Um, a piece of advice to tell people: just follow God, follow mm-hmm. God's leading, pray about it. And just God will direct you. Mm-hmm. Like people are like, oh, what's the will of God? Like it's this, like big mystical thing. But as you go forward in your life, you just God will direct you. Mm-hmm. If he wants you on the mission field, he will direct you where to go. And he'll take you every step of the way. He's not going to like show you the end of the road at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I wish he would. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um, like, I know I'm in the Philippines because God has me in the Philippines. I know that I've been in the different positions I've had because he has led me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I look back, I'm like, well, if you wanted me here in Manila, why didn't you put me here right away? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, I wouldn't trade my time in the other two places. Sure. You know, God had a plan and a purpose. Yeah. And even being in missions, as you said before, you would love to get back into the tribe, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's not God's will right now exactly, for you. Exactly, yeah. And so even yeah. being in the mission field, you know, having those longings to be doing something that you're not doing right now right. is something that everyone yeah, can like relate I'm, to. I'm not an accountant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no CPA here. Yeah. 
So, oh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, oh, we are uh, we are out of time now, so we're going to go ahead and um, sign off real quick. Greg, any last uh, thoughts or comments? Uh, that we will in the uh, description of this podcast. Uh, if, if you're getting it on Podbean or iTunes, if you just look at the description, you're going to see links uh, for Christina. Christina, and forgive me, do you have a Facebook, a Twitter? I have a Facebook, yeah. Okay, well, then, the, uh, we'll make sure that's in there. If you're comfortable with that, your Facebook, is that I'm good? I'm trying to think of what I have on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was what happens in the Philippines stays <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. We're going to give you 24 hours to edit your Facebook. <laughs> and and uh, we'll get no, that in there. Good. And uh, we're going to have a link to New Tribes as well. Yeah. Yes. And just ways, because uh, we really hope, you know, we, we know. I, I just think it was beautiful what you just said, as God leads. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have no sense, uh, you know, those that are listening into this, whether it's nighttime, daytime, you're driving to work. Uh, I, I, I hope you have found this as uh, wonderfully uh, inspiring as we have. And uh, obviously, if you're led to pray, to reach out to... Uh, her and, and say, you know, Christina, I'd like to learn more about your mission. I'd love to pray. Some of you might be led to give. Uh, and, you know, the Lord's going to sort all that out. But we're going to have that information up in our little uh, link. So mm-hmm. look for that. Mm-hmm. Christina, anything else you want to share? Final words? or Final words? Like the last words in testament? No. There you go. <laughs> no, uh, no, I just want to thank you for this. I've never done a podcast. This has been a lot um, nicer than I thought it would be. No. Good. Good. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I do appreciate your prayers. And I appreciate this church that's been behind me and you didn't need to be well <laughs> it's, it's a joy christine it really is all right well thank you so much and greg we just rocked the casper i'd say christina rocked the casper tonight <laughs> Amen. absolutely these go to 11